Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It's another week, another week of losing, another week of heartbreak. Um, yeah, I mean, our teams suck. Justin? They're bad. Yeah. Let's go. Are you going to ask me if I'm ready? Not really. Are you ready? No. Okay. All right, Bert, send in the intro. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast. It is currently week two. Uh, we're recording this before Monday Night Football, so we have no idea if the Lions are going to have the upset of the century or not. Um, but our teams are currently a combined record of 0-4. Um, you know, you look at the percentages of your chances to make the playoffs when you're 0-2. They're not good. I'll tell you what, I have been 0-2 seven of the last eight years. I'm comfortable in my situation because I know what's going to happen. Um, Matt Corral, you know, great quarterback, looking to get him if we have, you know, at least a top 10 pick. We love Matt. But um, we're Ole Miss guys, by the way. We told you that. The we are Ole Miss guys. And we're rolling. We are rolling. Uh, you know, we'll see where the Bears pick ends up. Maybe get ourselves a left tackle or or a pass rusher off the edge. So, I mean, we're looking at mock drafts already. That's the spot I'm in, spot I'm used to as seven of the last eight seasons I've been in this spot. Um, but yeah, Zach, how are you feeling right now? I'm okay. I am. We can. I mean, we'll get into it. But why don't we just? I mean, your game was first, so. Yeah, Thursday night, uh, Giants lose the Redskins twenty. <clears throat> football team twenty nine to thirty. I've had how many? All right, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days now to process this. Um, and and I kind of talked about this. I refuse to look at Twitter, Instagram, podcast, TV all of Friday because I didn't want to hear it. Um. And if we recorded Friday, you know, Friday morning or right after the game, I, you know, I was very frustrated after the game. I was more heartbroken than anything. I think people would have expected me to have some giant rant where I'm just calling everybody out, but that's just not how I was after that game. It was just a heartbreaking loss. I've had two, you know, Thursday night, the last two Thursday night football games against division rivals have ended in the most obscure ways for the New York Giants to lose the football game. Yep. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett had their best games as New York Giants. And I asked for that, and they delivered. Just do that for 15 more games. You know, the defense, they didn't play well. I could point the fingers and say, how the hell did you let a backup quarterback go 75 yards and two plays to score a touchdown? But also, the defense got us back in the game with a James Bradbury interception. And it's hard. Any, any NFL offense, it's hard to hold them from not getting a field goal with a minute left to go in the game. Uh, you know, I could blame Darius Slayton for a drop. I could blame Daniel Jones for maybe a slight overthrow. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not going to blame either of them. Should Darius Slayton have caught that ball? You know, sure. Could D- Daniel Jones have taken a little bit off? Yes, but he was climbing the pocket and throwing with a guy who was about to take his head off. Um, and I'm not going to blame either of them because that's a football play. 
you know, people are saying Joe Judge doesn't have a disciplined team. Look, I'm not going to blame Joe Judge for a guy jumping offside, which might have not even been offsides if you look at the replay. Yeah, but as we said, um, it doesn't matter. It was just a great jump, and I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to blame him for that. Like you just, I'm not going to say one guy jumping offsides the last play of the game. That's a coaching and a, a culture and a discipline problem because it's not. Uh, you know, I think if anything, the worst offsides might have been. I think was it Aziz going offsides like two plays before to give them five yards or um, when they were still going down the field. And so, you know, we lost on a lot of football things. It's a football game. All the you know the swings didn't go our way at the end. Um, yeah, you know, it just sucks to lose and where you thought you had it won because of a missed field goal. Um, you thought you... And also, yeah, another thing too, like people are going to be like, you know, the Giants lost the game because they weren't aggressive and they just settled for the field goal. I was saying the entire time, run the clock. Just run the ball yeah, they have and don't, don't do anything dumb because what, what happens if the Giants throw the ball three times and there's three incompletions and now they just gave the Redskins, you know, two minutes to go out on the field. So I, I'm not going to blame that because I think that was the right decision. Um, at that time, especially when you have Saquon Barkley as a running back, like let's try to pick and throwing it on third down. Yeah, that was a good call. Um, you know, Sterling Shepard got to the sticks. It was it was a hard pass into a window. It got there, it just wasn't completed. So I'm not going to be mad about. I'm not going to be mad about the Giants losing that game. It's just a frustrating loss, a heartbreaking loss, and a loss that as a Giants fan, I've had so many heartbreaking losses, especially in the last you know five years that. Uh, it's just insane how this team finds new ways every single year to break their fans' hearts. It is literally insane. You look you look at all of last year, just all the close games. Now now this year, already week two to lose because of an offsides on a missed field goal that now they get five yards in. And it, it looked like it was going to be missed again. And then that thing just curves back in. So, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Tough to see that happen. And here's the real problem for the Giants that I think they, they showed signs of improvement, obviously, Danny, even Jason Garrett. But when you have the opportunity to play a Teddy and Taylor in the first two weeks, you got to find a way to win one. Yeah. Because you play Atlanta next week, but then it's a disaster. You it's, go at the Saints in yeah. their first home game, and which is beyond a playoff atmosphere that place is going to be like. That's mm-hmm. pretty much a loss. They're not yeah. going to be able to hear a thing, do a thing. The place is going to be on fire. And that's going to be our first time, I think, playing like a high-powered offense, they could say. Yeah. Then you go next week at the Cowboys, and you know, whatever. You could say win or loss, but regardless, tough game, right? On I the road. I, Cowboys scare the crap out of me. Then you go, you play the Rams, who look awesome. Yeah, you play the Panthers, who are not, like, you have to show up and play well to beat the Panthers. Their defense is going to Chiefs, loss. Yeah. Raiders are showing, just like the Panthers, like, new team, new season. Yeah. They're peaking right now. And then the Bucks loss. Yeah. So, I mean, the Giants having, the problem isn't, you know, it sucks that they've lost, but they had to win those games because... It gets really hard in their next eight weeks. Yeah, it would have been nice to be three and zero, and then be that three and five. Like you know what, we're fine. Fine, we're we're in a spot still. But you just have to hope Dallas loses because Washington, they're going to regress. That was clear. Um, we'll get into the Eagles, but and then yeah, the Cowboys are just looking good. The Cowboys and are a problem. So yeah, we talked about it too. The Falcons looked like a you know awful, and then all of a sudden they, they started coming signs. back, and it's now are they now did they figure it out? And yeah. They had two weird pick sixes to end the game. Like, they were there. Going into the Giants week, which is just, you know, that's just what happens to me, right? Teams that are awful figure it out two quarters before they play me. We'll see. So we'll see. We'll see what Falcons team shows up. If they but. if they go 0-3, I think, I think Joe Judge and Jason Garrett are on a hot seat, even though it's not fair to Joe Judge maybe. 
because if they go to 0-3, I think it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. But I don't think that's going to happen. So. And if we do and they're on the hot seat, look, whatever. But if they, the Giants decide to hire somebody, especially at the general manager position within the organization or somebody who has relative ties already, I mean, it's just that next, you know, Tenure is going to be the same thing that we've that I've experienced with the last two or three tenures. So yep. All right. So not a good that. spot. Not a good spot. Let's get into Sunday's games, Justin. Where do you want to Where do you want to start us off at? The Bears. The Bears. Well, Bears. I don't. I mean, I don't want to hear it anymore. Well, maybe not. You got what you wanted. Not uh, in the way that it. Well, is. no. I think in the way they wanted. Yeah, but I think I, they wanted him hurt. I think, and I I know for I won't I won't name names. But I know some some fans out there are extremely, and I say extremely disappointed, that the fears of an ACL did not come true. Yeah. And, which, and, is, you which, know, is, which is messed up. Would I say that I'm above that if it was my situation? I don't know. I'm not going to make that guarantee. I'm not in their shoes. Um, but eighty fourteen is going to come back. And Matt Nagy today already said if he's healthy, he's playing. Yeah. It, it's a weird, weird spot. And it was like one of those things where the defense, like, you know, they played great. I mean, I'm not going to say the Bengals are good, but we saw that they their offense has been, you know, able to put up points. Their defense just yeah. made Joe Burrow look silly. Yeah. He was just under pressure every time he looked around. Yeah. And I believe um, we warned people about this. We said, hey, this number's too low. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals still have legit problems. Yeah. And they got exposed. And – Justin Fields didn't look great, but also he, you know, if we look at Whatever. other rookie quarterbacks that are playing this week, he, <laughs> he might have been the best. He might have been the best. Yeah, really. Um, but it was also, it's hard. In that situation, it's hard for rookie quarterbacks who have not had a full week to prepare for a game. When you're preparing for the role as the backup, it is very hard in any situation, a rookie quarterback or a veteran quarterback. Oh, yeah. And they have him to, as a scout. Yeah, to come into the game. And be able to produce when you you just haven't been you haven't been preparing for that all week. They always say be ready, be ready, be ready. Um, but it's one thing to be preparing for that all week, and another thing to be like you said playing scout or you know going with the number twos um, or having the game plan not be um, you know prepared for your skill set, and then to go into a game in the middle of it that's very hard to do. So um, you know at least we got to see a little bit of him. I didn't really watch too much of it, but yeah, I didn't. Real quick, I just know his stat line was. This is off topic. I just saw this. Do you know what the spread is for the Michigan Rutgers game? It's nineteen. It's the most disrespectful thing in the world. Oh my god! Then think about this, Zach. Think about this. The Rutgers Delaware game was a nineteen point spread. Yeah. So what what Vegas is telling me is that they think that Michigan is as good of a team to Rutgers as Rutgers is as good of a team to an FCS team. That's what they're telling me. That's brutal. the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my life. Michigan, right. by the way, was unranked at the beginning of the year. People don't talk about that. They beat who? They beat a MAC team. Hey, hey that's it. That's and, it. That's it. We're on to the and, we're on to the uh, and, a, and a team that is lost to an FCS team. Yeah, well, that was maybe what three start the year or some top five team, but they clearly suck. So I, you know, who did they beat this week? Then um, doesn't matter. We're talking the NFL again. I, I shouldn't have brought it up. Who did they beat? It was a bad team. I All right, they beat oh, Northern, Northern Illinois. Illinois. Two MAC teams. Oh my god! All right, eighteen points. But yeah, Disgusting. the Bears. Disrespectful. If you're a Bears fan, you should be hopeful because your defensive line did what they were supposed to do, right? Mac showed up. Robert Quinn showed up. Roquan Smith showed. He should be paid. That he's the man. Um, and they showed signs. So with, we'll see what happens this week. Obviously, it's just you know with the Bears, it's going to be a week by week thing to see who's the guy, and we'll yeah. see if Andy Dalton. And ready. look, but that was good. The Bears too. You won the game. You should win. You yeah. know, you you lost the game to one of the top teams in the NFC, and then. 
you won a game that you that you are sp- supposed to win. So that's yeah. a good thing. And if you're the Bengals, this is going to happen all year. If you're on the road and you're playing a decent defense, you're going to lose because yeah. um, you're just you're just not there yet, which is okay. No the Bengals are going to have a bad loss this year. They're going to have some good wins this year, and then they're going to yeah. you know, the, they're going to lose the rest that they're supposed to. But they're still showing signs of progress. I mean, Jamar Chase got open again deep, so yeah, they have talent. All right. Good job, Bears, though. Got their first win. Ah, Bears, not Bears, not Bears. Uh, Next, the Browns beat the Texans. Storm must say. If you're a Browns Browns fan, by the way, just remember that you were losing the Houston Texans at one point. Could they have lost to Tyra Taylor to get hurt? I'm not one of they say about this. Baker Mayfield got hurt a little bit after throwing an interception and trying to hit stick the defensive back. Hey, Baker, don't do that ever again. Um, It was just a weird game. Weird game. I think the highlight of the game was Davis Mills getting killed. Um, no, our favorite coach and his decision. Did you see this? Oh, to punt the ball? Yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't see it out there, it was third and 13 for Houston. Yeah. In Cleveland, uh, pretty much in Cleveland territory. They're on like the 50 maybe, around the 50, maybe on their own territory a little bit. They get an 11-yard gain, so they get to fourth and two. But there was an offsides on Cleveland. So they either get third and eight and get another chance or decline it and have fourth and two in Cleveland's territory. Yeah. David Coley decides we'll decline. We got fourth and two, right, in Cleveland's territory. So they decline, and then they bring out the punt team. Yeah. And as they're bringing out the punt team, I've seen it on Twitter. I didn't get to watch it, but I saw on Twitter. The camera goes to Kevin Stefanski, the Browns coach, and he's literally laughing because he can't believe what he's seeing. Um, the Giants used to have that. Like, Giants fans used to say this a lot with Pat Shermer, and they'd be like, he knows he's going to lose, so he's going to do whatever just to hedging. make the score look not as bad yeah. as – like to make themselves look like they were in the game I, a little bit more. I, and that is clearly – that is the – I the just don't think example. this guy knows any better. Well, no, I, he's – this is what he's saying. He's going, we got our a third or 11-yard game. How many of those have we gotten all game? Probably not a lot. Yeah, they were moving the ball, though. I, was this with Tyrod? I mean, they did score 21 points, but still. They had 14 they're, they're, before Tyrod And Davis Mills then is in, and you're like, all right, what, yeah. whatever. Um, now we're in Cleveland territory. If we miss this, yeah. or if we don't get there this, we are giving them the ball with 50 yards to go to Instead the end zone. Of, yeah. if, if we don't get the fourth and two, if we get the third and eight, then if we don't get you know an eight-yard gain, now we're still going to punt but we're going to be punting from a worse situation. So why don't we punt from the fourth and two, try to cough and corner this kick, and hold the Cleveland Browns offense, make it a little bit harder to go score a touchdown. That has to be what happened here. He was like, I don't want to lose by 17 or 24. I want to lose by 10. Yeah. Because you see a 10-point game. I, I, I just – I agree with that, and I get what you're saying. I just think a guy that's 65 years old and has never been a coordinator in his has, life yeah. just literally – Probably forgot. Lost. Um, but I will say this then. Is he a great coach? Because what they do, maybe because of that. 10-point game. Um, I mean, they, they dominated field position? I don't know. No, they, they covered, I would imagine. Oh, they did cover. I don't know right. for sure, but I would imagine right. they covered. They did cover. So is he a great coach? Well, he's, got, he's, he's part of a great team. He's 2-0 yeah, against the spread. You know, Stefanski, good coach. Yeah. He won, good coach. But Houston, great team. 2-0 against the spread. But by a great coach. So. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor's going to be out at least four weeks now. That sucks. It's, something always happens to Tyrod, and then he'll lose the job. Yeah, that does suck because I think this was like his opportunity to kind of just show like he still has it. But I mean, hey, let's see what Davis Mills has, man. It's gonna be so bad. It's gonna be awful. It's gonna be brutal. Um, but yeah, the else? Browns. I will say the Browns. Their defense will probably figure it out. But I, I mean, they were getting torched by Houston before Tyra got hurt, so they have to figure some they, things out. Who do they play next week? Because the Bears. To, the Bears. Okay, I guess not. But to me, it was one of those games where I think they just walked in and were like, we're, "We're not going to lose this game." Yeah. So. 
whatever. That's fair. I mean, and they did what they had to do. So. What do you think, Baker Mayfield, bro? So. They won. What we got next? Uh, next, um, your time to shine. Rams 27, Colts 24. Yeah, so I really have nothing to say about the game, except for one person in particular. And I was driving today, and I was just thinking about it. And it was just... I thought about it during the game yesterday, too. Carson Wentz reminds me so much of Andrew Luck. It is terrifying. Um, in the In the most good and bad ways possible. He's not as talented as Andrew, okay? I get that he'll probably never be a top five quarterback in the NFL, even though he can definitely be top half. He's shown that in two weeks. He's been unreal, despite getting murdered. But when you look at him and Andrew, two just built quarterbacks, right? They're both like 6'4", 6'5", big. And the way they get out of pressure and make plays, even if the play ends up being nothing, in the most awkward and unconventional way ever, is just so similar. Like, Wentz does this little, like, duck thing where he goes under the defender as they're bringing their arms over him. I've never seen anything like it. And then he'll get out of it and awkwardly run around, just like Andrew did. He'll make a stupid throw, like that shovel one, just like Andrew did. He'll make plays that you wonder why he isn't a top three quarterback like Andrew. And then, of course, he gets injured in the weirdest freaking ways too, like Andrew did. And it's just, like I said, he's not Andrew Luck's talent. You know, I'm not saying he's that far off, but... The way he plays, the way he moves around, and the way he competes is so similar to 12. Um, it was freaky. But I, I do think that's a very good thing for us because he's shown so much toughness in the first two weeks. And I think that really spoke to the team. Because when you hear all these things in Philly, you're like, what kind of guy are we actually getting? And the amount of times he got up after getting his ass kicked in what's supposed to be a top five offensive line in the league. Um, we've seen, I mean, I've seen quotes all over today about from the team how much they love and respect him now because of what he's done this first two weeks. So we're 0-2. I don't care. We played really well um, despite our own line, and we just have to stay with Tennessee. I've said that. So I'm not really even going to talk about the game next week. I hope Carson can play. He has two sprained ankles. Didn't know that was possible. But he's so similar to Andrew in so many ways, and uh, I'm really excited for the future and what he's done this first two weeks. And even And despite our biggest liability right now is our head coach, who is – Stuck in this weird mode in the red zone, and he can't figure it out because we're driving all over teams. But yeah, yeah. For me, uh, looking at that game, you guys lost the game you expected to lose in a way that you you, you know you should have won. I'm, I mean, you not should have, you could have won. The Definitely game. should have gone to overtime. Yeah, you know the shovel pass thing to me was weird because I feel like the shovel pass isn't much of a read thing. Yeah. You kind of don't look at the shovel pass until you do it. So I'm not going to fully blame Carson. I'm not he, either. He kind of threw it where he was supposed to, but yeah. Doyle just got chipped by the linebacker. I don't know. It was weird. I'm not going to say that that's like a bad quarterback play. It's just a weird thing. Um, the fourth down, like the, the running the ball consistently in that times. first red zone at the goal line was just weird. Yeah. Um, and so that all correct kind of sucked. But yeah, and you guys, you guys still you had seven plays within like the two yards of the end zone and yeah. didn't score on either of them or didn't get any points on either of them. And you still were, you know, in position to go to overtime or win the game. You probably would have gone to overtime if Easton wasn't in there. Not to blame Easton because, again, that is to just walk in in the fourth quarter. Every and person in that stadium, field, people yeah. were walking out of the stadium as he went in. And that's not, yeah. I mean, it's just, he's going and, up against the guy who picked him off, Jalen Ramsey. It was, it was going to happen. Yeah. No, and no. so that's just a hard situation. But, um, there are some signs, you know, special teams made play at the – well, not really made plays, but it was kind of a you know, mess up by the Rams. But still – The roster's great. I mean, that's not yeah. the problem. Um, and you held a 
powerful Rams offense, 27 points, which yeah. isn't bad. That's awesome. It's not bad. It's really good. So, yeah. I mean, really good. Just win next week. AFC South Championship game next week. We are. We have. It's it's rare to say I, I'm playing December football in, yeah. in September. I did it last week, so yeah. hopefully it turns out better for you. Thanks, man. Next, not much to say about this one. Uh, Bills, 35, Dolphins, 0. I mean, you might have more to say because it is your guy, Jacoby Brissett. Um, well, it's my worst nightmare, Justin. I'm going to the Colts at Miami game in two weeks, and nothing makes more, more nothing makes more sense than for Seven, my hero, yeah. to just beat us senseless. So, um, if you're a Miami fan, I don't even know if you want Tua back. I mean, Jacoby is pretty similar to Tua. He's really safe and conservative and throws late um, and won't necessarily hurt you but certainly isn't going to help you so it's hard it's hard to uh, n- not score one. you get yeah and you know I, I saw he took a shot you know you, I'm not you can't help that but you look at a team like the Bills and Josh Allen didn't even throw for 200 yards which no it's this I, game I, and everyone's like oh like the Bills offense still hasn't figured it out I, I they didn't get this game was oh like you said this game was over in the first quarter in an NFL game when the like <laughs> When the first stringers are out at the end of the game, it's just clearly was a weird game. Yeah, and Devin Singletary had a 50-yard touchdown run. Like the yeah. Bills don't even run the ball. So um, if you're Miami, it just sucks because defensively you feel like you're there. Coaching, you feel like you're there. Weapons are still questionable, but definitely some names there, and just it's just not going to elevate you at all. Yeah. So you have to play the perfect game to win. Um, it's just a lot of pressure, and that's when defenses get worse and get frustrated. So. You definitely get the Watson rumors, and I, I even if two is out only a game or two, you know they're going to pick back up soon here. Yeah, it kind of sucks for – I mean, I'm not a Tua guy. Absolutely not. And the thing that Miami needs, which sucks to say, is they need a quarterback who can make big plays, can get the ball to his weapons, um, and you know can just sling it around. They The way that their weapons are and that this team is built, I don't think that they need necessarily like a game manager, a guy who's more conservative. I think they need a, a gunslinger. And the name you think of is Ryan Fitzpatrick, who they had in the building, who was awesome with their team last year, specifically in comebacks. Um, so it sucks. I mean, you're not going to know that too. He's going to get hurt. But I think that this team would be in a little bit of a different spot if they had a guy like, you know, like Ryan Fitzpatrick-esque as their quarterback. And just two of sucks. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I know he got hurt this time. Team doesn't like him. It's just. I, mean, it's, I don't think anyone was that upset when he got hurt. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if there's a quarterback out there on the market or somebody that they um, want to go after if they don't like Jacoby and two his injury is longer than people expect. But um, yeah, it's definitely a frustrating spot to be in as a fan. Yep. Then they're gonna lose next week too. So yeah. They're in trouble. Uh, next, something that. Uh, we all expected and all saw coming. The Patriots beat the Jets 25-6, to and Bill Belichick's defense faced a rookie quarterback and made him throw four interceptions. Yeah, I was honestly like, I mean, in the dumbest way, not that impressed with New England. I feel like they should have scored way more. Um, they didn't move the ball very well. No. Damian Harris had a long touchdown run on, like, just a ridiculous, like, 15 broken tackles. Um but Mac was never comfortable. They still haven't thrown the ball past like 10 yards. It'll get there. But their offensive line has some problems. And the Jets' defense isn't that talented. They'll fly around. But um, I don't know. I mean, we all knew New England was going to win. I didn't think we thought it would be that bad on Wilson's side. We definitely knew a couple were coming. Four is brutal. Especially some two of them were like no idea where he was throwing it. Yeah. But I, I honestly came away with it. You know, not, it's hard to say this. But, you know, just not that impressed with New England. Um, I think they have some offensive problems. And they either got to trust Mac more or they got to pick things up because 
Their defense is good, but it's it's not enough. Like you saw against Miami, one fumble, one mistake. When you're playing that conservative, yeah. you're going to lose because you're going to keep teams in it because not many teams are going to give you the ball four times. I mean, yeah, look, through two weeks, it looks like their offense isn't going to be the one winning them games, um, and it's going to be on their defense. And it worked this week against a bad team, but last week, like you said, the offense made a mistake, and um, you know the defense did the defense did their job, letting up what 16 points last week. Um, and if you're an NFL team and your defense lets up 16 points, you fully expect to win that game. Yep. Uh, I, so I agree. And also, like as a Jets fan, okay, your rookie quarterback threw four interceptions against the greatest defense in mind in NFL history in his second time playing in the I don't NFL. Think any Jets fans are upset. Yeah. Everyone, like, relax. Like, there's this is one of those things where. On Wednesday, we're going to be hearing the national media talk about Zach Wilson still. And it's like, you know what, guys? We just need to talk. We need, I don't know what there is to talk about, but let's just talk about something else. It's a lot. Trevor threw two picks. Herbert threw two picks yesterday. Like, Yeah. Mac yeah. Jones. Didn't Mac Jones throw three? Or was it Mac? I don't think or there, was another, there was a quarterback through three. Or was it Trevor? I don't know. Somebody threw three. That was a young quarterback. These guys have bad days, and it's just going to happen. I, you know, if you're the Jets, you knew this was coming. So Yeah. Especially without Mekhi Becton. Um, speaking of, I guess I can't say bad quarterbacks because I'm not going to call Mac Jones or Zach Wilson bad, but it's a, two games before. But Philadelphia Eagles lose 11 to 17. Yeah, to the Niners, who's uh, Mike Shanahan is insane at one o'clock. Kyle. Kyle Shanahan is insane at one o'clock games on the East Coast. It is weird. He's figured it out. Um, yeah. What do you think about the Eagles? This is what happens when you play a good defense. Yeah. yeah, you. I mean, you did. You had a 91-yard touchdown, that, or 91-yard play, and you didn't get any points from it. You had a touchdown that was called back, uh, the Jalen Rieger touchdown. Um, you know, the Niners' defense is good, and the way that the Eagles play on offense, they're just not – and Jalen Hurts, I don't like Jalen Hurts. They're, they're just not going to be able to put up points against good – defenses or especially or even great defenses whatever you want to call the Niners um they had another injury with Grand that sucks so the Eagles I mean they're losing guys but um I just you know that's all I have to say about the Eagles when it comes to the Niners we'll I think that we'll eventually see Trey Lance because for Jimmy Garoppolo to only get up 17 points this week is kind of interesting but again when their defense is only letting up 11 points they're doing enough um, Trey Sermon got hurt, so is that two running backs that are out for them right now? Also, that was a disgusting hit on Trey Sermon. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. It was disgusting. Classic Eagles. Was that actually Classless. saying that as an Eagles fan? No, no, no. It's actually disgusting. Look it up. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I really don't have much to say, except Jalen Hurts is not the answer for the Eagles. And low-key, I saw one of our favorite burner accounts say it. I don't know if he was being sarcastic or not. See what Gardner can do. Ooh, Byron? I think Are you talking about yeah. Byron? Yeah, I think Byron. Gardner might be like like for this type of team where you know you're gonna. I think Gardner puts up better points. He's gonna he's going to at least be able to get the ball downfield and throw it past the line of scrimmage because yeah. Jalen Hurts doesn't seem to be able to like to do that. We we saw the two extremes of Jalen Hurts, right? We saw last week where read options working, everything's moving smooth, the offense is flowing, and they score a bunch of points. Then we saw this week where play more disciplined defense, and then you know you really got to rely on his arm talent, and he's just not a guy that's going to throw between. You know, in the middle, between the hashes, he's not going to do it. He's not going to test that arm. Um, they did whatever they wanted against Atlanta, but I was a little worried because they only averaged 3.7 yards per pass. There was a lot of bubbles, a lot of simple stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that if it's working. It's not a knock on Sirianni or Hurts or anyone because you got to find ways to win, right? And 
I think it tells you, though, kind of what they think of Hurts, that yeah. he is going to have games like the Atlanta game, even against good teams, and you're going to be like, oh, Jalen Hurts, oh, my God. And then some games with the Eagles, you know, you're going to have 10 points. I also have a theory on the Eagles that they're an, they should be an indoor turf team, just like they were against Atlanta, because they have Rager, Smith, and Watkins, three little skinny dudes that can just mm-hmm. fly, and an outdoor grass stadium just does not feel like the fit for that kind of offense or team. Yeah. And I will say, I will give Jalen Hurts one thing credit. The Jalen Rieger touchdown that got called back. It was a good throw. But Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's in, he's not incapable. No. But it's, it's one limited. of those things where it, when you're averaging 3.7 yards per pass and you're also running a lot of read options, it makes the defense a lot easier because they can be more risky with the amount of guys in the box or the amount of guys that are close to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you know, you might get a play or two a week where it's, you know, the wide receivers get great blocks or... You know, there's a couple broken tackles and you get a big gain. But I feel like for defenses, specifically once you get in a second or third and long situation, it's a lot easier to defend um, against a team that's not really going to uh, threaten you deep than a team, and you just kind of expect op- read options and bubble screens. So I don't know. They're just going to be limited, but yeah, you know, they're still going to find ways, and so. they're still going to compete in the NFC East because for the sure. NFC East sucks. Yep. Uh, next. A surprising game, I think, by many. Kind of. Yeah, I would say. The Raiders beat the Steelers 26-17. Watching this game, it was close, but at the same time, you never really thought, like especially in the second half, I personally never really thought that the Steelers were going to win. The Raiders just kind of out, just looked better than them all around. Big Ben looked slow. Um, The Raiders' pass rush looked really good again which is surprising. Um, the good thing for the Steelers is that Najee Harris absolutely did one of the dirtiest things I've seen an NFL player do to another yep. professional athlete to, on Kevin Abrams. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just go Raiders. Yeah, it was definitely an upset. We were all surprised. But I think the reason we were surprised wasn't because of the roster matchup, scheme matchup. It was just because of the Raiders coming off an emotional win, having to go across the country in five days and play in a tough environment. Without and, a, the, and what we thought was a good defense. Like, I mean, yeah. a good defense. A, like, one of the better defenses from their performances right. in week one. Without Josh Jacobs, there was just a yeah. lot going against the Raiders. And it shows... Well, the Steelers also did have four defensive starters out. But. Yeah, TJ Walker. Heard a lot happened, but who cares? That's part of it. The Raiders took advantage of it, yeah. right? And that's what you have to do. Um, and for the Raiders, you got to be excited because these are two games that in the past you haven't won. And... The thing for the Raiders is they have a pretty easy schedule actually coming up. You get the Eagles at home. I mean, I shouldn't say easy. You have winnable games. I think you have the Bears at home and you have the Dolphins at home in your next like five, four to five games. So you can end up here about five and two, six and two, which is where you were last year. And so the thing is with the Raiders, they start out hot and it seems different this year. It really does. Carr and that team just really seem to kind of be in, in sync. Um, but what happens if they start losing a couple is going to be the real test because last year they, started they did not respond to it. Yeah, yeah, same thing last year. But it, it does feel different this year the way mm-hmm. they've done it. So, and, I, and I will say, like, I think fans helps this team more than anything. Because um, yeah. I think, especially in home games, they will get that extra. Yeah, they'll have the juice. Um, and then Pittsburgh, when we said last week, we're like, they didn't win because of their offense. And, and you know, this you knew what you were getting into, Pittsburgh, and you talked yourself into it all summer. And you almost had me at one point. Maybe I even said it that I was kind of back in on Ben. But, I mean, you knew what, for 12 games last year, or eight games last year at least, that Ben could not keep playing. Yeah. And you kept him another year, and this is the price you're paying for it. You have no future, and your present's ugly, and with the Browns and the way the Ravens looked, and even the Bengals, who they play next week, the Steelers are in a lot of trouble. And, I, and I'm and i very convinced once again, because as 
good kind of as the first one was. I think this loss was a lot worse in a lot different ways that this team could finish fourth in the AFC North again. And it's not anything to do with Tomlin. Yeah. He can't throw. No. He cannot throw. He can't move. Yeah. And I guess he was voicing displeasures with the OC. Um, it's like, dude, we just got you another one. Yeah. And at some point, it's on you. Mm-hmm. So they have issues. Najee Harris, like you said, play of the year, but he's getting touched before he barely even gets the ball. So he's there's only so much he can do. Yeah, he's like, oh, I think, was it last week? They won and he had like 14 carries for 43 yards. Yeah. Which is... He got, hit, he got touched behind the line on like 95% of touches. Yeah. So Pittsburgh has serious, serious problems. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we predicted. Next, to my two of my playoff teams faced off in Carolina. I was wrong about the prediction. You were right, though. The Panthers beat the Saints 26-7. to And, it, you know, that score is being nice. I mean, this game was not close from the start. Yeah. Um, this, the Carolina just probably doesn't have the offense to put you away, which is what we were worried about, if they could even win this game because of that. Uh-huh. Um, the Saints had five first downs. Yeah. It was and bad. And, the, yeah, like we said, Jam- I mean, Jameis is going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. And this was a bad game, and they lost it. But also – Seven assistants out it's, matters. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the one thing about it is still the Saints – like, the Saints have not been home yet in however long. And seven assists out when you have a rookie quarterback being in charge of your substitutions, you know that's well, new quarterback. New quarterback was he? Is he not? A, he's a rookie this year. Ian Book. What are you talking about right Ian now? Ian Book did the substitution. You didn't see that? What? Ian Book, the the Notre Dame quarterback, right from last year. Yeah. The Saints quarter. He's on the Saints now. Yeah. Was in charge of the Saints substitutions on Sunday. <laughs> did you not see that? I swear to God. I wasn't. No, I'm sorry. I swear to God. I mean, like personnel, check. he was in charge of personnel. Yeah, I'm, I yeah, I saw a thing about it. Oh I, I will double check because I could have been just bamboozled. But I was gonna say I thought I'm like Jameis Winston is not a rookie, dude. That is unbelievable. Um, gosh, not, but I don't know. Regardless, tell me. Yeah, I, you, I'm gonna. I just wanted to double check to make sure. Well, I'll talk about the Panthers then. I mean, the Panthers. Look, this is a team we said. It's not just because of Jeremy. You know, because of Jeremy, we watched the Panthers a lot last year, and this young defense showed real signs that they could be something. Brian Burns has the best spin move I've ever seen since Dwight Freeney, I think, and it might be better. It is so quick, so smooth. His celebration's even dope. Um, and the Panthers are a problem. J.C. Horn, you know, got his first pick. He looks good. Hassan Reddick looks really good. Uh, they have weapons. And then Darnold has shown offensively, not only is he taking care of the ball, but he's taking more shots than I think people expected. And that just keeps you honest as as a defense preparing against them because you have to take care of McCaffrey. You have to know where DJ Moore is. And all of a sudden, they're going at Robbie Anderson over the top, and they're looking at different guys. Um, and right now for Carolina, you have Houston on Thursday. Uh, then you go to Dallas, and then you have, I believe, Atlanta at home. And you have a chance to be like 4-1, 5-1 if you're Carolina, and like Justin predicted, be in the playoffs. So really fun for Carolina. Um, it's a young, fun team. And then if you're New Orleans, you know, it was going to be a regression game, the way he played. And uh, I think next week is kind of the real test against New England, uh, kind of a bounce-back game, and we'll see kind of who's real between those teams. I expect it to be kind of ugly, Jameis against that defense, and then uh, Mac Jones can do anything. But next week, Saints-Patriots is definitely going to be like a who's legit kind of game. But um, exciting if you're in Carolina. Shout-out, LD. Shout-out, LD. Yeah, uh, Bleacher Report and a – NFL reporter said rookie quarterback Ian Book in charge of Saints substitutions for first Panthers. So look, you're not going to be in a good spot, but we're going to see this. <laughs> that's, that's that's 
like how many assists? What if they he sub himself in over Taysom? How awesome would that have been? It would have been electric. <laughs> um, that would have been awesome. You know, Saints fans don't freak out about Jameis. Yeah. Like, I, like, look, you're in a very tough spot when you're having that many substitution. I mean, that many coaches out, assistant coaches, which sometimes are more like when you have a head coach out. Yes, it can be a big deal, but the head coach is managing everybody. When you have seven seven assistants out, that's seven guys who you know personnel when they're coming off the field. The person that they review film with on the sidelines and they talk about game plan strategy, those are the guys that are out. Um, so it makes it a lot harder for players to make in-game adjustments. Yep. Um, you know, once the Saints get back in the dome, you know, it is what it is. But this, the Panthers are kind of proving a lot of people wrong. Sam Darnold, although he hasn't had played great competition yet, is looking good. Yep. Looking good enough. Um yeah, and, good. and if you're the Panthers, you know you start out with an easy schedule. This was one of their harder games to, at the beginning of the season. To win these games is huge, especially in a divisional race where, um, you know, yeah, the Buccaneers are going to blow everybody out of the water. But it was kind of, you know, who can take that second spot, um, and to get a step up on the Saints is a big deal um, in the NFC. It helps you with your playoff race. So it, it was a surprising effort by the Panthers. Um, good for them. This defense, if they get a mojo going, it, it could be very scary. Like you said, they're young, they're talented, and they are fast. They fly around. Yep. Um, they can give people problems. And if you're the Saints, do not do not overreact to this because when the COVID issues aren't there, you can go home. It's it's going to be a completely different team. So Exciting. And, and if you're a Saints fan too, let's say you expected to lose the Packers and beat the Panthers, you're you're and you were expected yeah. to be one and one exactly. games, you're right there. Exactly. You're still one and one. This so is the yeah, next week is the test. Don't freak out. And uh yeah, Ian Book, I guess, just needs to get better at substitutions. Anyways, uh Denver Broncos beat the Jaguars 23-13. I really could give two craps about this game. I didn't pay attention to it at all. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I saw had actually like a really had some like again. Trevor Lawrence had some really good throws and threw interceptions. Whatever, he's a rookie quarterback. It's gonna happen. Yep. Like we should not be judging rookie quarterbacks right now on their interceptions. Urban Den- let everyone know it's gonna be okay though. Yeah, and anybody who's like, oh my gosh, like you know Denver, they two and zero. Like, are they you know sneaky and the, they're the worst team in the AFC West? I don't. I'm not gonna say that yet. You aren't. No, not at all. I would one hundred. And it's nothing against the Raiders. I don't think. I don't think. Why? 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 Why do you say that? Because everyone's like, "Oh, the, the Broncos are two and zero. Like, let's should we should we respect the Broncos? They yeah, are the I worst think you team should respect the, the Broncos. West. They beat two teams that are being drafting in the top five next okay, year. Okay, but they did their job. What do you want them to do? Like, what, I, do you, it's, like, I'm, what I'm saying is. Let's not overreact here and be like... I don't like, think anyone's overreacting. I, I, think, you, I, I think, think you should respect them. They no. have a good defense. They've rolled on offense and they've pounded Against, the team. Like, my thing is, though, is they've beaten two teams who might be drafting in the top five next year. Those aren't two... They, they don't... Not, you cannot look at either of those games right now and say those are good wins. You no, can't. They, it, did their, they did their job. That's I think cool. that matters. Okay, but... Because it, what, it, no, in, the no, past, would they, Denver, in the past, would Denver have blown out those two teams? I don't know, but let me let me ask you this: Name every other AFC West team in that situation, and say do they go two and zero or not? And then tell sure me if you do. put the Broncos with every other AFC West schedule, and tell me if they're still two and zero because they they wouldn't be two and zero in the Chargers schedule, they wouldn't be two and zero in the Chiefs schedule, they wouldn't be two and zero in the Ravens schedule. All those three teams would be two and zero in the, the Broncos schedule. That's my thing. I don't. I don't. I, yeah, the Broncos have a good defense. You know, where they're gonna, they're always gonna have a good defense with Vic Fangio. He's a great defensive play caller. 
and they have Von Miller, who's one of the generational talents in the NFL, and, and is still showing that he can make plays. But they beat the Jaguars and the Giants, who aren't. We don't apologize for crazy. Here. So I'm not apologizing for a win. Do you know who they play say, next week? Who? They have the Jets at home. Exactly. They're going to be three and zero. Everyone's going to be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like the Broncos are three and zero. Should we respect them? That's three teams that might be drafting in the top five next year that they play. You're not. No, you shouldn't be looking at these wins and being like, "Wow!" Like. Cool. Like, if you do your job, good. You did your job. But there's no impressive... Like, the Raiders have an impressive win. Like, the, like that, they're 2-0, and and they have two impressive wins. Two, the two teams that the Raiders have played are a lot better than the two teams that the Broncos have played. If, so to sit here and be like, well, you're 2-0, and let's give them some respect. If the Giants so started good. out 2-0, and and people are like, yeah, but it was against Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke, what would you say? I mean, that's by. I would probably be like that, but at the same time, but in the back of my head, to be completely honest, I'd be like, yeah, be like, yeah, we haven't really played anybody. Let's see what happens when we play Dak Prescott, who looks really good. Yeah, and that's you can say that about Denver, but I think all right, I mean, what I told, that's just all I'm saying is I think I, good for them. They're two and zero. They should be two and zero. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl, but to sit here and everyone be like, should we agree, think about what we have? The Broncos, they're yes. the worst team in the AFC West. I, they might be. They might end up being, but. I think it's a different feel for them this year. So, I I just don't see that. I think the defense trusts the quarterback on the other side. They love having an offense that can actually move the ball and just be smart against the Jaguars. I don't care. And a Giants I, defense that let up thirty points to Taylor Heineke. Like that's that's what I'm saying is we're 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 look, like the Giants defense care. at first we were like yeah they should you know Teddy Bridgewater that was an impressive way to do it but then we saw the next week that the Giants defense is not what at least as of now is not what they were last year. So to sit here. And be like, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of impressed by them. Yeah, they did their job, but that doesn't mean I'm impressed by them. They did, they did what I, what a lot of teams in the NFL would be doing right now against the Jaguars and the Giants as their first two games, and the Jets next week. If they're gonna win, they'll win by 20 again, and it's like, or, you know, and it's like, okay, cool, but I don't have to be impressed by that. So I'm not, and I, I will not be until I when I, I will, <sighs> eat, I will eat my words when they have an impressive win against a team that's, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll eat my words when they beat a team with a top ten draft pick, not a top five draft pick. Let me let me make sure. Let's find the game just so we say it now instead of like when they. Okay, so they play the Jets and then they're home against the Ravens. Is that enough for you? If they beat the Ravens, if they beat the Ravens, and yeah, okay, they're four and zero and they beat the Ravens. Okay, now let's start talking about the Broncos. But until then, I don't need to talk about them. All right, I disagree. Okay, I'm just saying, Jaguars and the Giants. If you if if the Colts right now play the Jaguars and the Giants to start and they were two and zero, would you be sitting here being like, "To all you people who said that the it was the Titans division," no, you'd be like, "We should have won those games. We're two and zero. We should have no, won those games." I mean, I, I I would say we for sure should have won them, but then when I said, "But look at the way we're winning them against the Jaguars," and the, I don't care, you, dude. Look at the way we're winning them is how you expected to win them, though, right? Yeah, but it's, if you beat it's, the Jaguars 23-13, which again, a 10-point game against the Jaguars. It was not. They got a 96-yard kick return. I know it still matters. They still got it. But that game, it was 23-6. They, they killed them. I'm just saying. I'm I mean, impressed. we can do this for an hour. We're not going to agree. Yeah, I'm not impressed. So Six. next, a team that I said week seven is when they're going to lose. The Arizona Cardinals win. Dude, what a disaster. By God blowing on that kick. Dude, that was... The Cardinals... The Vikings. Here's the problem with the Cardinals. I don't know if they run plays. I think it's literally backyard football. 
I've never seen a guy run around more. More, more unintentionally. People, there was more plays in a fraternity flag football game. Than yeah, in like Cardinals. and credit to Kyler, like he's he's phenomenal right now. You just worry, just like last year, about how long this can last because the defense was really shaky. They ran all over. Kyler still made some weird throws because that's what's going to happen when you're running 80 yards per pass. He also made a couple bad throws. He did, so. but let's not. I mean, the guy threw for 400 yards still. Yeah. So, but here's the problem. Great. I'm just going to say like he did have some bad throws, but. Yeah, and we, we can acknowledge both sides. The problem is you have a one-point lead and you get the ball back with two minutes and 48 seconds left and you punt with two minutes and 24 seconds left and Minnesota has all three of their timeouts yeah. still. How in the world does that happen? It can't. It can. Well, it happened because, well, I'll tell you actually. First play, Kyler Murray runs left. That's okay. Nothing there, right? Yeah. What, what do you do? Nothing's there. You You're just... Run- you just- fall down you fall down yeah. he goes straight out of bounds yeah that's like stupid uh, um the opposite of marion barber and michael gallup yeah when exactly both yeah. cowboys i'm one happening against bears one happening against the giants where they stayed they stayed inbound so stupid the and they the clock ran out <laughs> yeah you you fall down there no i like to run out like literally just slide you take a three-yard loss every time because you're killing 40 or 25 seconds off the exactly clock. and if he fell it. down there tw- literally a twice the amount of time runs off the clock and yeah. everything else goes the same and look, I'm not saying it's a team you ever want to play. No one wants to line up against DeAndre Hopkins and even Rondell Moore and how they look. And playing Kyler's a nightmare. But in that division, I don't know. It's just I definitely didn't come away thinking, you know, what a, they found a way to win. Good for them. I just think Arizona, I mean, yeah, they are what they thought they were. They're the fourth best team in the best division in football. It's nothing against them. If they were in another division, you know, they might be in the playoffs. But I just don't see it this year. So it's they've been very protective of Kyler. Maybe that's why Kyler even went out of bounds. They're like, we don't care what you do. Do not get hit. Yeah, And he's going to. And it may not that he's get hurt, but it affects everything he does, clearly. Because in the first couple of weeks, it's awesome to watch. So, And Kirk Cousins is just, I don't know, that's just what the Vikings do. They just Sometimes they just Some, it's they Kirk just torch team. teams. Sometimes he will be like, oh, yeah, that's why Kirk Cousins is an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And then the next week it will be like, oh, wait, that's why everyone hates Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and Bill, Bill Simmons said it today. I couldn't agree more. The Vikings are like the worst team ever to bet on or against. Yeah. Like it, it's it's no bo- idea what it's you're both sides. Yeah. Like cuz if you bet on the Vikings you're like like what we usually say like one o'clock game no one cares about Kirk he's going to light it up. And then when you don't pick them it's like either prime time or it's like the Vikings suck, Kirk sucks and they you just never ever ever know what's going to happen. And um, once again they lose on a field goal and Mike Zimmer we should probably be checking on his health. There's he's going to lose it. He might actually explode. Yeah, that we saw two game-winning kicks yeah, back to back, and the one that we it was a guarantee to go in was the one that was missed, and the yeah. one that you think, eh, this one might not go in, plus fifty yards, is the oh. one that went in. Yeah, that's just what happens. That's the NFL. But the Cardinals, you got to win these games because the division's tough. So a win is a win is they a got win, their wins. I'm win. very excited for them to play the 49ers. I think it's just a very interesting is that this week? Matchup. I don't think so. You're just saying in general. I'm just saying in general because it's. You know, we see the 49ers win these games where um, the 49ers are going to It's it's a worse it's a worse offense by a lot um and their defense does their job and their offense just you we know saw last year just kills the clock, holds the ball, CJ Beathard beat them. Yeah. Well, they were trying to get in the playoffs. So now is which one, you know, is the Arizona or is the San Francisco offense going to be able to put up enough points against the Arizona defense which you think can happen? And is the Arizona, you know, offense going to be able to put up points against one of the 
better defenses. One definitely the best defense that they would have seen all year. Yeah, I lean San Fran for sure right now. I mean, yeah, I, defense otherwise. defense travels, and I'm always going to leave the defensive side. But this just the way that you know Arizona makes plays. It's not like you said. It doesn't look like it's legitimate plays. It's just when the play breaks, people start Especially. running around. Arizona. That's the scariest time to be against Arizona is because you're like I don't know where everyone is on the field right now. And there could be somebody who is as we saw that with the Rondell Moore like eight of your touchdown where Kyler Murray was just running around nee, 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 nee. Yeah. Yeah. and then you just see him throw the ball in the camera pants and Rondell Moore has no one. You didn't see a on the screen. Yeah. yeah, and that that just can happen when play breaks with Arizona. Um, so I'm excited for that matchup, but I'm trying to see when they play the, for the first time. The Cardinals go at the Jags this week. That's going to be really interesting. Ah, I don't know if I'd consider that one really interesting. You have that out on Jacksonville? Yeah. It's mainly just because I want to see how how Cleveland or uh, how Arizona responds. So Let's see. We'll see. Real quick. They play them in three weeks. They go Jaguars, Rams, Cardinals. So, yeah. I mean, this could be (laughs) – if they (laughs) – if they're actually, which I said I'm going to, so I'm going to do this where I'm predicting them to be 6-0 and because I said I would last week. I, I am giving Cliff Kingsbury three weeks. If they're actually 6-0, and they would have wins, three straight wins against the Rams, 49ers, and Browns before they go well, to Texans in week seven. Yeah, that's a total meltdown, right? They're feeling like <laughs> the world be, up there. That would be the Davis funniest Mill thing up. in the world. But yeah, uh, good, really fun game to watch though. So, so yeah, uh, probably definitely game of the week, I'd say. Uh, next... Mm. I don't think we've gotten the game of the week. Actually, that's a good point. I just yeah. kind of threw that out there because it was fun to watch. It was a great game, you're right? Yeah. No, there's no reason for me to say that. So. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's a reason for you to say I didn't think before I spoke there. I just kind of said something, which I'm, I'm, I am keen to do. And a lot of times I'll, <laughs> I won't think before I'll speak, and then I'll realize I'm wrong, but I'm going to die on my hill. Uh, next, a team that we kind of touched on earlier, a team that might be catching their groove, the Atlanta Falcons. However, they lose to the Buccaneers 48-25. to Two things on this. This is one of those games you look at and you're like, 23 points is not what the actual game would say. Like, it started out that looking that way, but at the end, twice. it was a two inter, you know, two pick sixes that were just weird. Yeah. And Rob Gronkowski is by far the greatest tight end of all time. And is he going to keep this up all year? Because it is insane what he is doing. Yeah, I don't have much on this game. Like I said, they got blown out two different times, which you don't see happen very often. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Bucks. it looks like. It looks like right now, like Tom Brady, it may not be his final year, but it really looks like Tom Brady is going for MVP and going for 17-0. Every time they get inside the 10, they are not looking to run the ball at all. I mean, a lot of Tom Brady's touchdowns in the past two weeks, he's thrown nine of them already, have been within like five yards. Yeah. They're, so it's Arians and both of them being like, it's Brady wants the MVP, clearly, wants to torch the touchdown records like 55, mm-hmm. wants to beat that with an extra game. I really think Brady's like, what's my motivation this year? And it's like, I want to do everything, beating then. everyone yeah. at everything. So, I, you know, he finds a new thing every year. And I think the way they've ran their plays, and the, they also aren't very good at running, but the way they've done it just seems pretty intentional that they're mm. really trying to pour it on to get him either the perfect season or MVP or win all these records or all the above. So, yeah, and I'm here for it's, it. It's, their offense is just so interesting. I feel like dynamically, where they have so many like people who like, 
at one point in their career, like, were the guy. Yeah. But they're all so bought in. Yeah. That, it, like, Antonio Brown, last game, everyone was like, oh, my, oh, this is, the, we forgot Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown, and he had, like, three receptions yeah, last didn't week. Matter. Like, didn't, didn't, wasn't there. Points. And you're not going to hear one lick of, like, discontent, I feel like. Nope. Um, it's just really the, the chemistry that they have on, I mean, they return all 22 starters is crazy. On defense, I will say. Lord. Not like on the defensive line, they're a little old. Their linebacking crew, they have some young guys, which like Devin White. They're secondary. I would not be surprised if they. I don't know who's going to be available to on the trading block for. Apparently, they're talking to Richard Sherman right now. Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about Richard Sherman. I'm talking to a guy in the league who's younger, who's like a cornerback one. A dog. A dog. I don't know who's going to be available. That teams are going to be willing to trade later in the year that are on bad teams. They will literally trade the rest of their first round picks yep. that they have as a franchise to get the guy because. They are a like their def or their top cornerback. Uh, David said that actually. Sean Murphy, uh, or whatever. Well, no, I'm, like this past game he got hurt, but then he came oh, back. Oh, another guy got hurt. Twenty four. I can't think of his last name. Yeah, Davis. Davis? Yeah, Carlton he got Davis or something. Yeah, he got hurt, but then he, he was back in at the end of the game. But it's one of those things where you see a guy like that go down. They do not have any depth at cornerback position, and the cornerbacks they have, yeah, they're they're good, they're decent, they can win you a Super Bowl, obviously, but. Um, if they good, get rush, right? if they get a cornerback one who's a dog who and bump everybody back a spot, it, it is going to be insane what this defense does. So that's kind of the one. Once they get that piece, they legitimately can go what seventeen and zero plus three games, yeah. twenty and zero. Fun preview we have coming up Thursday. Another uh, Bucks Rams this Thursday uh, this week. So yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Anything else? I, I don't know what, what I could even say about Atlanta other than one thing. I guess is. We're once again trying to make Cordell Patterson a running back, and it's just frustrating because I'm, yeah. I'm a Mike Davis guy. I'm a Mike Davis guy. His fantasy points, by the way, were not as bad as you think. Well, oh, I think it was all it was literally all garbage, right? Catches and stuff. Yeah, he only ran I'll for 40 it. yards. Yeah, what is with Cordell? Like, dude. We've tried it. this experiment. Stop it. But whatever. Stop. Arthur Smith. Get some help. I, I'm not even going to say anything about Arthur Smith yet. It's just too early. In is this next week. week the battle for Matt Corral? I guess, actually, I'm not going to say that about the Falcons because they do have the uh, Hall of Famer on their roster and Josh Rosen. But uh, Rosen went in, looked good. Gave it back to the Bucks because it just wasn't worth, you know, he was done. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just something about. I think he's gotten in in both games. There's there's something about putting him in against the best defense in the league. You know, it just kind of happens. Instead of the Rosen one, I heard someone say the chosen one. I don't know. That was like right in front of us. Yeah. So I, we could have trademarked that one a long yeah. time ago. But uh, actually, LeBron James probably has it trademarked. But I'm sure he does. But yeah, Atlanta's. We'll see. They're bad. Uh, next, I'm not two and zero on my upsets. Which is fun. My upset of the week. Dallas yeah. beats the Chargers 20-17. Yeah. And uh, this was... Um, the Chargers, man. It's the Phillip Rivers curse. Yeah. They should have won this game. Yeah. They definitely lost it. The Cowboys did not win it. Yeah. yeah it's they, weird. It's a cliche. It's kind of the same thing as the Colts where it's like... They, but the, the Rams Even did actually... I mean, the Chargers actually did score the touchdown. The Rams earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's just the amount of red zone that really just didn't come away with any points or three points. Uh, that hurts. The thing about this was like, I mean, the Cowboys offense, just every time I watch them, I'm just afraid. Yeah. And Dak didn't even hate. go crazy. He only and that's that, you, you watch that game. Way and more concerning. Like, oh, wait, there's 20 points. Oh, their defense held, held the Chargers offense, which people were really high on, including me, to 17 points. Yeah. Oh, and Jalen Smith was like. There was one punt. Yeah. Jalen's. I, I don't even know how that's possible. And I, Jalen Smith looked pretty good. He was awesome in coverage. He was just all over the place. I think he's heard all the talk. And remember when I specifically was talking like, they might cut him? Yeah. Uh, He heard it. So that's not good. The Cowboys, um, 
I said this to you when we were on the couch watching this. The best thing the Cowboys can do right now is fire Mike McCarthy and hire Kellen Moore before yeah. Kellen Moore leaves for a different head coaching job. That's the best thing the Cowboys can do right now for the for this this organization. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just afraid of them. And they came out with a win that if they went zero and two, the Giants would you know what? There'd be two one and one teams and two zero and two teams in the division. But now the Giants are the only zero and two team in the division. So not what we wanted. Yeah, the Cowboys have three straight home games against coming up that are all extremely winnable. Um, and they've either won or been in a game with what people have said are easily playoff, easily playoff. Teams. Yeah, I mean, right now I don't think it's it's you know too hot of a take at all to say that this is one hundred percent the Cowboys' division right now until some other team steps up because they're going to win games. So someone has to yeah. catch them because they're not going to. I don't think they're going to blow it. I think their defense got better in the second half against Tampa. Looked, you know, they they didn't really force any to punts, and the Chargers got like three touchdowns called back, but they made plays. That's what yeah. you have to do. That's what they, they, had, they didn't they do last year. That's what the Raiders didn't do last year. They're getting turnovers. Young guys are stepping up. Um, and then, da- like you said, every time Dallas is on offense, you're just wondering how in the world are we going to stop them because guy one through six could beat you. They could go first down, incompletion, second down, two-yard run, third and eight, and I'm literally shaking in my pants. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter with them. And then Tony Pollard looks great. Zeke actually. That's the thing, Tony Pollard. Zeke had 100 yards total yesterday, you know, and one of them was that. Oh, no, not even that play. Tony, why do the Cowboys always have, like, the running back tube any guy you're like, I don't I hate seeing him on the field. Yeah. It's with, like, every time, I, I, I mean, I've been watching Cowboys football my entire life, and every time it seems like the, when the running back two comes on, and usually people are like, oh, good, like, we're getting a break from the guy. Every time the running back two comes on, I'm more scared. Who's the running back from Arkansas that went to the Cowboys for a little bit? Mur- Latavius Murray. He was on. No, did Darren McFadden? Is that a Darren name? McFadden was there? Yeah, he, he had a he had a little he had a little moment there. He went to the, he was, he was there. Uh, but yeah, the Cowboys. That's a that's a good. They found a way to win, and then for the Chargers, I don't know. You just you got three touchdowns called back. Herbert had a bad pick, but Herbert you know was also not getting much help. The right tackle was out. Um, they'll figure it out. It's just you got to win those games. That might hurt you later on, but I wouldn't come away too worried if I was a Chargers fan. No, I'd be happy. I'd be juiced if I was a Cowboys fan. They, yeah. especially after you know seeing that game. Thursday and even night. if the Cowboys lost this game, and you were zero two. You'd be like, like I would still be ecstatic as a Cowboys fan to be zero two. Yeah. In that situation, just because it's like the division is clearly ours to win, and our team is look great. And we've lost against two good like manufacturers. Even there's three straight home games, and they go at New England. That's gonna be tough. And then at Minnesota, who they're going to score all over, and then they have two home games in a row after that. It's not. It's looking good for them. Uh, next, another um, division rival for this podcast. The Titans win a weird one against the Seahawks. <sighs> Zach, do, what do you want to say? That sucked. I mean, we need them to lose pretty much already next week, especially with Carson if he doesn't play Sunday. Because if we lose Sunday, we're 0-3, they're 2-1, and then have a division game on us, that is going to be... You know we're really fighting our way back, so it, it's probably going to end up that way because Carson not looking that good right now. Um, I don't know Tennessee. It looked like Taylor Lewan unfortunately got really hurt again on the same knee in warmups. He's probably out. They just rode Derrick Henry at forty one carries. I, just, I will say Tennessee can't do that every week. They just can't. They can't. You know, but he's they they seem to maybe found something in the second half. But Seattle, I just don't even I don't know how they lost that game. And Seattle yeah. does this. They just do this. They look really good and they play at the deep ball and it's exciting and then you kind of stop watching like we literally did we literally flipped it to a different game and then you look at your phone and you're like oh my god Tennessee's down seven with the ball yeah it just always happens in Seattle games and it's concerning if you're a Seattle fan because 
you cannot lose games like that when you have the Rams and the Niners and the Cardinals to play. Um, and if you're Tennessee, that's that's a huge one to win. And A.J. Brown didn't play well. Julio stepped up. And Derek, they rode Derrick Henry. Um, their secondary is awful. They're going to get beat deep once a game. And, but they, they find ways to win, man. So it sucks. But Seattle, I, I just don't even know how they lost. I don't. That sucked. Um, Tennessee, I think the scariest thing about Tennessee was that Ryan Tannehill figured out that he had Julio Jones on his team. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's tough. I, I, do yeah, Seattle, line, I do think the line is going to catch up with them. They didn't really have a backup plan for Taylor. They expected him to be back. Yeah, it's just you can't. A left tackle is so important, but I think it catches up with them eventually. But yeah, it's it, it's Seattle. Tough. It was weird because I feel like this happens with Seattle, and you have to think last week and this week, like how what percentage of their touchdowns came from like fifty yards. I know, dude. They just don't drive, and so. My, yeah, that's the thing. Is like they score and they can score a lot, but they score on very big plays. And what happens is, is when you go up fourteen points against a team, yeah. and you're like, we're not going to throw the ball deep because we don't want to go three and out, give them the ball, give them a chance, and, and we don't want to take a chance when we throw an interception. You know, their offense just isn't the same without that vertical threat. And when you get that conservative play calling, you're playing not to lose instead of playing to win. Yeah. These things can happen. And I'm gonna be honest, just the way that I saw Seattle end the season last year. Yep. The way that I saw him in this game, yeah, Shane's um, last week. it's it's one of those things where it's gonna happen again. And until they can figure out a way to consistently drive down the field, excluding the big plays, um, you know they're they're never gonna be just out of the game. Like they're never gonna be able to just be like, all right, we can slow it down and, and win. Put a team away, the Jaguars. Yeah, and the weirdest part is DK. I think he scored against us last week, um, but this week and last week he just seems mentally. In a really weird state. He was a hothead from the start yesterday. Yeah, even though he dyed his hair blue to be cool-headed. Yeah, yeah, God. At week one, he was immediately going after guys on our team and like not like a alpha way, just like something's up. Yeah. So I, I wonder if we're gonna see something in the next couple weeks because he's like just ready to blow up for some reason. But yeah, it sucks that Tennessee won and next week is is obviously massive. And I just hope our quarterback's there. So we'll see. But I, I I'm not that impressed with Tennessee still. They're they're not that good. They just. Seattle does I mean, this. Look, yeah, I mean, and also Seattle Tennessee, missed an extra point. Yeah, and it, like those guys, because then Tennessee would have to get the two point conversion at the end. Mm-hmm. It's just kicking is so important, and it sucks because it's such a stupid part of the game. And wait, did Vrabel didn't go for two when they were when they're down fourteen? That's interesting. Something to think about. Maybe he's an analytics guy. Um, I think it was twenty four to nine at one point. No, I'm talking about when it was thirty to. Uh, Twenty-six. You're right. You're right. That does not. Does Mike Vrabel seem like an analytics guy to you? No, I was just something. Something I want to throw in there. Yeah, Nick Sirianni is though. Nick Sirianni is, which is scary. Uh, I was gonna say, oh, Tennessee, like you know, they're a good football team. Good football teams are going to find ways to win games yeah. that they shouldn't win. It's gonna they happen. Have talent out the ass, yeah. right? It's it's gonna happen, but um, you know, next time I'm or the next time they're down fourteen, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, well, you've seen them do it once before. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, next, the actual game of the week. A really, really weird game. The Ravens beat the Chiefs 36-35. to um, Me and you were sitting on the couch, and I th- and especially in the first half, yeah, I was like, oh, this game's... It never felt like the Ravens were in it. It no. literally just never felt like the Ravens were in it. They started... They basically started down from kickoff down 7-0. At one point, I think the Chiefs had a chance to go up three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and... You know, when you're thinking like the Ravens are coming off on a very emotional loss on a short week to play the Chiefs, uh, and yeah, the 
this I mean they they found a way to win which was insane shout out to John Harbaugh for trusting his quarterback going with the gut you have I mean you have to go for it there no every time because you're not going to stop them they're going to get a field yeah. so you have to go through it go for it there and they got it done kudos to them um you know don't freak out if you're the Chiefs yeah I think they're fine their defense though I mean you got to figure out how they can play run defense yeah this, this happens a couple times a year yeah. in regular season right with them they just they implode on defense. Their defense isn't that talented. You know, Honey Badger's still no. a name. And Chris Jones, a little more limited on the outside. And no one else scares you on that defense. Yeah, they have, they have a, you know, an all right secondary, especially their safeties. But yeah. they don't have they don't have anybody really I can't name a linebacker. Yeah, I can't either. And they're, you know, they don't have or a defensive line. Or a D-line line. Other than Chris Jones. Yeah. And that's, it's, um, you know, it's tough to be in a spot like that. This and, is where you need home field advantage, right? Yeah. You get a bye, you got to be the one seed. Um, this happens once or twice a year with Kansas City. Uh, but And I, I don't like people being like the whole Lamar Harbaugh moment, right? Everyone was like, what do you expect Lamar to say? It's not about that, all right? Ease up on that. Of course, Lamar's going to say yes, he wants to go for it. But Harbaugh's basically being like, you're my guy. Yeah. We're riding with you here. No, that's... that's it's, not a, it's not a question. He's not asking him if he actually wants to go for it. Yeah, he's giving... He's putting it in his hands because he knows he's... John Harbaugh knew he wanted to go for it. Duh. And he yeah. knew Lamar wanted to go for it. Yep. But he's asking Lamar if he wants asking. to go for it. Yeah. Asking away because it's a it's a confidence thing. Yes. It's, it's for both parties. It was parties. awesome. It was, it was great because he's asking Lamar and it's giving Lamar confidence to say, like, I don't have to go over and beg my coach now. Yep. And we're all on the same page. Um, and it was a really cool moment, but yeah, for everyone to be like, oh, I just wow. heard something about that today. It's like, dude, look, the Ravens have not beaten the Holmes yet. Yeah. They couldn't beat them. And Harbaugh was like, you have a chance to beat Patrick Mahomes and you're my guy right here to show mm-hmm. that you can run the AFC. And I thought it was awesome. I think it was, I was happy for Lamar. Yeah. It was I a great win. Early on, obviously the whole Lamar can't throw takes were flying all over the place and rightfully so. And he's going to do that. And he's still, I mean, he still really can't throw. At the end of the game. He made, he made some throws, though. He made some throws. Obviously, though, every NFL quarterback is. Yeah. But, man, he. Running the football. The way he can insane. take over a game is, it was a really fun game to watch. Like Justin said, like, we were watching it, and, like, Baltimore would score, and you're like, okay, whatever. And then the Chiefs would score, and we're like, yep. And then Baltimore would score. And then there was just some weird plays where then you start to be in, like, no. Like, are they going to win? You kind of look at the score, and you're like, how is it? It's still a one-position game? Yeah. Or a two-position game? Huh, that's weird. But, and I thought, you know. Look, the Chiefs scored 28 points offensively still. But, hey, look, in the NFL, too, like, you can have a good defense, and you're still probably going to give up now in the NFL 20 to 24 points. Yeah. So if a team scores 28 like the Chiefs in a weird way, it's a win, okay? Because defenses are such an, at a disadvantage between, you know, what corners can do and just scheme. There's only so much defenses can do to stop offenses. Um, and the Ravens last night, you know, I haven't really watched to see how they did it, but they completely took Tyreek Hill out of the game. Yeah. Kelsey had a weird long touchdown, but other than that, you know, he probably still had seven catches, eight catches, fine. And then you, they let Byron Pringle make a play, fine. They let Jamarcus Robinson get deep on him and score, fine. Like, if those guys beat you, those guys beat you, but you have to find a stop one of those two, and they did it. So I will say, though, um, it took us this long to get to the point, and we might have not mentioned it if I didn't remember and the Lamar fourth down conversion is completely overshadowing because let's just say they got it on third down and the game's over. We don't even get that Lamar moment. Yeah, the Chiefs lost that game because of Clyde fumbling the football. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. The Chiefs I mean, got yeah. The Chiefs, the Chiefs crossed the fifty we, in two plays. Yeah, we we which uh, we knew was going to happen. Yeah, you know I'm not going to say that the Chiefs lost the game because the Ravens did win the game at the end, getting the first down when they needed to get the first down, specifically on a fourth down conversion. Um, but the Chiefs were driving down the field. They were running the football. 
it was it was game over. It was going to be either a touchdown or a field goal, and there was not going to be enough time for yeah. Lamar to get down the field and respond. Uh, and the rookie away made a phenomenal play on the football. Yeah. I tell you this all the time, and to me, one of the most impressive things about NFL players and professional at like them being professional athletes, and you see it in the difference between college football and NFL football, is that when they tackle or they try to tackle somebody. A hand is going on the football every time. Like when I, you know, when I would watch like high school football, or you, you know, you, you play high school football. I mean, I wasn't a running back, but I never even thought like, oh, like, you know, let's work on holding the football when people are punching at it. At yep. the NFL level, every, you know, Constant. seven out of 10 tackles I'm seeing, there's a guy with a head or a hand on the football as a defense. Um, and Edwards O'Leary, I guess, wasn't expecting, because it looked like the hole was there. And Olay just came out of nowhere with a hand and just got around the football, popped it out. Great play by him. But if that fumble doesn't happen, I mean, we're sitting here in like good fight by the good fight by the Ravens. Uh, the Chiefs win again. They're always going to find ways to win. Yeah, their defense struggled, but their offense is so good that it doesn't matter. That would have been the take that we would have right now. But yep, things and, happen. It's NFL football. And to that, kind of what the Bucks did last year in the Super Bowl. If you're defending the Chiefs, I would let them. I would let Clyde Edwards-Helaire go for 300 yards and just get beat running the ball all game long. I would not care if they ran the ball every play. I would dare them to run. I would put three or four yeah. and maybe blitz. But if they beat you by running the ball, hey, at least that's eating up clock. And, and you have a chance to stay in the game. probably score 21 points. So I just – and the way they've ran the ball for the past couple years now, and this year probably more than ever, it just does not look like they want to, and they don't need to, right? But I just – if you're a defense man, I would give him all the yards in the world, and I wouldn't flinch. And I would just say – you're probably going to score anyway, so at least let's make it take longer, right? And see if you can, we can at least stop you mm-hmm. when you only have eight yards to go instead of you know fifty when they have just so much more room to be creative. Um, but yeah, so you know, the, look, the Chiefs are fine. So uh, it's not like we're going to see like are the Chiefs now not the favorites right. for the AFC? No, we've seen it, I'm sure. So correction, week two after an overreaction of week one, Justin and I are, are desperate as can be. Um, man, this is uh, if we go and three seasons over for the Giants, there's just no. Yeah, we probably still have a, you know, a small chance, but it's definitely bad. And I really like Joe Judge as head coach. It's going to be a shame when he gets fired because yeah. it's a new general manager and everything. If it is the case, bring me Joe Brady or somebody who knows what a modern yep. offense looks like. So, anyways. Congrats to your teams. They won. Get back on the horse if you did not. Packers-Lions tonight? Who do you got? I have oh. Packers. I mean, I have the Packers. I don't know. I'm just really interested to see what the Packers. I think everyone's interested to see what the Packers look like. Yeah, how do they respond? Yep. Does, um, does Aaron Rodgers get booed? Uh, like at the start or at some point? Yeah, that means back, first game in uh, Lambeau this year. No, they're going to embrace him like no other, for sure. Uh, but if they start the half shitty, then I, I maybe you could hear some boo birds coming out. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not New York where Yankees fans are booing Garrett Cole. Right, yeah, that's a little different. Which is like, hey guys, let's look at where we are right now. Anyways, um, yeah. So we'll have week three preview coming out Thursday. Uh, Rutgers faces Michigan three thirty ABC on Saturday. <laughs> Two undefeated football teams, and yeah, I mean, look, let's embrace where we are right now in football. Yep. The weather's starting to cool down a little bit. Starting to become sweatshirt short season. I yep. walked outside and I could just smell that fall air. Soon, I'm colorblind, but the leaves are going to be changing colors, guys. <laughs> Um, we're about to get into pure football mode. Get the crock pot ready, Mom, because we're going to be making chili we're here making soon. We're making chili, boys. We're going to be making chili here soon. And with that, Burke, Just take us out. What you want to do. Well, we want to be free.
We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. Everybody, hey, hi, how are you? It's time to introduce a miraculous dude. Something similar to fairy tales that never came true. Yeah, I'll probably settle down in like a minute or two. It goes B, U to the RKE, like a RKO. Anybody that brings the negativity to tables while I'm trying to sing, I just pray when I'm the king that my crown got bling. Okay, I get it. I understand the process is rough. I'll just stick to that and beat shit and process I trust. I know it could be similar to looking at lust. Besides, three before and beat, they were sort of a bust. You know, I'm and only saying what I'm feeling is truth By the way, I think the cash fills the fountain of youth Because the revenue to kids is more important than food I'm the same, but from my view, it's sort of like fuel Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Yo, I need fucking buckets like I'm Ray Shrim Yeah, it's funny future spit, they'll replace him Mumbo rapping came and went, now it's all hood But the shit that I've been doing actually sound good Yeah, I switch my flow up so I know you pay attention But these kids on so much shit that they can't even listen I could take all of their drugs, lay them on the table And they would tell me that it's fake, like it's all a fable Yo, when will everybody know that money isn't everything? After all, when people die, you think they get the fame and bling? Now they get the judgment that they knew they had to face In the end, better spend, heaven doesn't have a bank this is the type of stuff we never talk about whether time could take us over while we're falling out or if somehow the sundown could hold off a slowdown to allow my head to recount Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits It's the beginning of ending the new trending type of artist Might be coming off corny, make way for the harvest Seems the ones that brag that they're closest are the farthest All these rappers dumb, they ain't smart Shouts to Marcus, that could be Boston or Mr. Henderson I'm talking TJ on the TV in the house I was living in When I was kicking it I'm talking 8 or 9 or 10 when I was spitting this Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits 